Welcome to the Movie Theater Time Machine Podcast for Part 2. It's a mad, 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 mad world. We're here again with Kaz, Nick, and Bob. And if you saw last week's episode or listen to it here, you know what's going on. We have a mad, 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 mad world starring everybody. <laughs> everybody who's been here, you know, you're going to have a little bits here and there. We finished this one up, so God give it a name and you all have a good time. And, you know, if you ever heard this podcast before, we have a Movie Theater Time Machine well, we go ahead and review the movie. We send people from the movie here. We go to Lisa. Yeah, you know the story. You've seen it before. Well, the machine's back at the apartment. We're at Bob's house now. Yeah. Right now. Oh, yeah. What did you call it last time? Sunny Bob's house? Oh, yeah. Filming on location <laughs> at Sunny Bob's. Filming on location at Sunny Bob's house. <laughs> it's always Sunny in Bob's house. <laughs> Bob's we house. got the natural light. What can I tell you? It's natural. <laughs> well, if you an egg in these trying times. <laughs> Alright. Yeah, and now uh, we have an official announcement too at the very end of this part of this episode of what's going on in the next three weeks and our theme for the month of April. So stay close. Stay tuned. And yeah, we're here to finish we're here to finish it's a mad, 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 mad world. Finally, we're finally done. Now, the ending I remembered, and the one part of it I remembered was the uh, they're, when they're all on the fire escape, and I'm just <laughs> waiting and waiting and waiting in the ladder. Yeah. I remembered. Without giving it all away, gave away some of myself, but <laughs> what did you, did you expect that ending? For nope. me. Oh, actually, go ahead, Kaz. Go first. Mm, um, well, I wasn't... The, I didn't expect everybody loses the money. Yeah. No, not at all. Uh, spoilers. I, yeah. I figured at least, I mean, can we, can we give away some of the... Yeah, we saw? Yeah, might as well not, yeah. I yeah, at this point. I mean, yeah. honestly, I was hoping at least one of the characters would have walked away with something. Yeah. Uh, instead, they all just lost their sanity in the end, so... Hence I guess that title? hence the title, exactly. I was kind of waiting gonna, for a, a title drop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no. Yeah, sanity of usual. Oh man, so this flick itself, I mean, it is still funny, and it's been a bit of a long day for me, it's my humor's a little off for it, but just seeing all the people in general, it's just awesome, I mean, the, one of the, one of the things you see is that the, the captain, uh, Captain Culpepper, played by, uh, Spencer Tracy, mm-hmm. uh, he is built as the honest, the honest cop, the honest uh, captain, <clears throat> and all the other stuff that he wants to, that you know you expect of a good cop in general. Mm. Uh, here, but then you know as we go along in the film, you see things that nah, he's not too much pretty good. So, he, he gives indications throughout the, uh, the as the film progresses that yeah uh, I mean obviously he gives a great summary uh, near the end of the film but if you pay more attention and after hearing what he had to say yeah at the end and yeah. then realizing as the film progressed watching his facial reactions you could tell that his life was wasn't going the way he was hoping to and all of a sudden it, it, which ice made cream. more sense what's that and then suddenly he wants <clears throat> ice cream. In Mexico. I could go for ice cream too, but mm. I but I've been told by some people 
watch the ice cream down there because you know <laughs> number two number two be careful out there but <laughs> seriously uh the film uh, it, when you're watching uh, uh culpepper throughout the film uh it, like and having gone at least halfway into the film as we are uh, on our part two of this uh, program uh you, you see that culpepper at this point is really dissatisfied with his life uh he's clearly which I picked upon this time, as opposed to the first when he was holding the two phones between uh, his, I think now ex-wife and his uh, daughter, um, realizing that they were both actually talking to one another. Oh yeah. <laughs> like two phones. Yeah. I, I didn't pick up on that until I realized <laughs> at one point where he looks like completely out of it, and the two phones are literally just sitting on the table, one next to the other, and they're they're still chit chatting, and I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> He's sitting there and he's just kind of like, what the fuck? Exactly. Why? Yeah. Could these people just do that? And like, without getting, you know, revealing too much about myself and about what I do in my professional life, there are times where, you know, I am the boss of many people. And over the years where I had one instance where I was teaching in a class, um, this was before this job that I have now, and these two students were yelling at each other, and then they started yelling about somebody else, and I lost complete control of it, <laughs> and I'm just sitting in the middle, and I'm just like, uh, and actually I got a better example with that, is uh, one Easter, and I'm sitting in, uh, I think it was Easter or Mother's Day, I'm in my sister's house, and she had this beautiful thing that she set up, and she thought this was just a wonderful idea, to have breakfast with everybody, celebrate all the, yeah, I think it was Mother's Day, I'm sitting in between my grandmother and my brother-in-law's mom, both of them deaf as hell, and they're screaming at each other about the exact same thing. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just they're like yeah you know what something that the fish at the market it used to be so cheap yeah i know it's not the way it is it used to be so cheap no it's not cheap it was cheap yeah it was cheap seriously it was <laughs> and i'm like what the flying fuck are you two doing and then my dad was sick for some reason, and he's just like, he couldn't eat or whatever. I don't remember why. But then I just went into the other room and just sat with him, and I drank whatever the hell he had to drink with him. And I just kind of just had sat and stared at the wall for a while. It just reminded me of that. I'm like, ugh. And uh, <laughs> yeah, this is dude. This is my dad's favorite movie, so I know he's gonna listen to this. I know he's gonna remember that situation. So if you're laughing, you're laughing your ass off right now, Dad. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, now, these people are still gathering together, and you got um, it's chaos. It's it's, yeah, we, we've arrived at chaos. Yeah, yeah. There, you got John Winters. You got uh, Ethel Merman, uh, the sweet, <laughs> sweet young wife who is just. Uh, I don't remember her name, but she's just stuck in the middle, not really wanting to do any of this. Yeah. Still going through all that, and I think that was uh, Monica Crump. Oh, uh, played by Edie Adams. That was uh, Milton Berle's uh, wife uh, in the film. Milton yeah. Berle. That was Edie Adams. J. Russell Finch. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was Edie. That was. I was just acknowledging it. That was that was Edie Adams. Okay, Edie Adams was in a lot of Twilight Zone episodes too. Oh, okay. Earlier, that's why I remembered her face too. 
But you have the chaos there. You have Sid Caesar and his wife still trying to get out of the <laughs> still trying to get out of the damn oh. cellar. No, I misspoke. I misspoke. I'm sorry. No, uh, the Edie uh, was actually uh, is uh, Sid Caesar's wife. I just realized that. I, I just totally misspoke. All right. Mm. No worries. No worries. Uh, that was a hardware store, right? Yeah. yeah. Why would a hardware store have dynamite? Um. Well. At the time, it was kind of like a jack of all trades, and I assumed since it was like it, it, for the most part, it was warmer weather. I assumed that this is taking place in the summertime, so it might have been stuff that mm. was just yeah. going to be in storage, you know, for a Fourth of July sale or something at that time. At that time, but then um, you got uh, Otto Meyer as well, who is still making his way towards it and i was wanting to do there's one scene that was cut from the version that we watched where oh, it went really? to intermission um and i wanted it and i'm like i want you two to see this freaking scene because it was so damn funny mm-hmm. and you saw it where Audemars is driving the car and he's screaming at the little kid he actually submerges, and he's like, I'm going to get you, and he saves his hat. Yeah. And the little kid just waves by and walks away. <laughs> like, And it is so damn funny. You know, it's not that, I'm like, why am I laughing at this? But this is funny pain. I thought it was great. Now, what's really interesting is how, I wonder how, like, how many cuts of the film there were because yeah. we watched the uh, gen- what did we watch the general the general mission version yeah. the general yeah. mission version yeah and then there was a disc too from we, we were watching the Criterion version which right. I think gave you I guess all the the major film cuts so I mean being a Lord, then Lord of the Rings fan when I was younger I mean this is like epic Lord of the Ring time runtime <laughs> so I'm assuming that disc disc two must be like the even longer version with all the, those little cuts to it that we didn't see. So yeah. That scene. That, that one here, but it was just cut. so funny and it, it's perfectly parodied in the Simpsons where they're all going after I the... I haven't seen You guys keep talking. Oh my God. It is thing. such a damn good episode and it just... I have to the, watch that The Audemeyer character is running towards the T and he gets knocked off the road by Homer and Ralph is waving at him. Oh. <laughs> as, he's, as he starts sinking and it is hilarious. It is so damn Good. Well, Ralph will be hilarious. Just oh to watch God! Him. It's so... <laughs> hey, Mister <laughs> Bay. <laughs> okay. I can see that. Oh man, but it's. But just to, if I could correct myself for Go ahead, yeah. making such a poor comment. Oh come um, on. The, the wife uh, we're referring to uh, Finch's character with Milton Berle uh, is uh, the character's name is emmeline marcus finch and uh the actress is dorothy provine or Provine. dorothy provine uh, i don't know who she is so. let me see yeah, uh, some, yeah. some quick feedback uh she was in films such as the great race uh with jack lemon mm. and tony curtis she was in that darn cat <laughs> She was in, wow, she was in a I lot of 70s that. programming. What the hell? Was, was that a, a 90s animal movie? Which one? <laughs> that that darn cat. cat. No, the one that's showing up here is the uh, Disney 65 version. Oh. oh. So the Walt Disney version of like, that. all those anim- bad, lame animal comedy things. Yeah. It was one that came on um, early, mid-2K, and with uh, Wednesday Adams, she took over the uh, the role of the uh, the uh, lead actress for that one. Mm. Her name is running out of my brain right now, so I cannot answer that one. 
Um, but yeah, but she was in a lot of... Dorothy was in a lot of classic programming, and she died at the ripe old age of 75 back in 2010. Wow. So good good on her for living a good life, hopefully. Damn, man. Yeah, 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 true. True. So you got Sid Caesar and his wife still in the cellar of the basement, and I mean, <laughs> it's poor woman's ears. Mm, I know, right? Yeah. But she just... She didn't I, like the sound uh, of dynamite. Yeah, no, don't worry, honey. It's way over there. I'm just going to blow a small hole in the door. And, you know, at this point, you know, they're... They're seen it he, ignite the fireworks. Yeah. Intentionally. Yeah, well, I mean, they're, they're trying to blow a hole in a wall somewhere because... Um, they got he, locked into he, the hardware he, store. Yeah. And this thing was apparently, like, uh, like locked up like Fort Knox, so they could not seemingly <laughs> get out because they tried throwing axes at it and a blowtorch. Like sledgehammer. Sledgehammer. Yeah. Like, every utensil they could find in this basement. And Caesar's character, I don't know, he just couldn't find the will to open the damn thing until they finally thought... Dynamite, great idea. Let's try and blow the living crap out of this. Well, <laughs> it is alluded to it because they're on a few scenes early, you know, early on when they're in that particular, uh, they're in that particular issue. Uh, you see the dynamite that's alluded to, and in some shots, so you know they're going to use it at some point. Yeah, but it, and potential, yeah. 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 And I just, yeah, true. I actually look at it like it reminded me of Happy Days. And I just imagined, and what you said it was locked up tighter than Fort Knox. I don't know if either of you remember too much about Happy Days in general, but... I was actually thinking about Die, uh, Die Hard 3 when I referenced Fort Knox, but go Oh, ahead. all right. Yeah. So, like... Because I like Die Hard. It's one of my of, favorite films. The cun- <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. The Cunningham... Mother lovers. <laughs> the Cunninghams owned Cunningham's Hardware. Yes. And he oh, put, right. yeah, 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 through the whole series, you know, where he talked about he's kept through, uh, towards the end of the series, he, and it was in the 60s at that period, mm-hmm. um, towards the end, where he talked about making enhancements towards the store over a season, over like the 10th or 11th season of the series. Wow, it went that long? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. It was about 11 years, I think, yeah. Wow, the final was... <laughs> yeah, Fonz was pretty damn old. Well, funny you say that too, because that I'm thinking about it. Wow. You just imagine if this was a sitcom, you have Fonzie would walk in, you know, and you just see like, you know, Marion would be like, oh, Arthur, there's something wrong at the store. You need to go help him. He's not right. The war, Mr. C, Mr. C, I got you. And they walk in, and all of a sudden he just like pounds the door, like, and then the door just opens. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you two doing in here? Look like you're digging with some kind of gold. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I went from Arthur Fonzarelli to Andrew Dice Clay in the same breath, but... Hickory dickory dock. <laughs> don't say the... Uh, there's a clock. So I don't know. I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't know. My dad used to like do this weird that. impression and say something about Hickory dickory dock, and I never looked into the Andrew Dice Clay beyond Hickory dickory I just know dock. that name, but I don't know who that is. He's a guy who did weird nursery rhymes that always ended really weird. Yeah, it was always some kind of sexual connotation yeah. built into it that really took everything way out of context yeah and it I, was just that's why like, i never listened beyond like nah, hey, 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 i'm like no nah, i'm all sick. Nah, I'm good. my my sister loved it and my brother-in-law will like go into it and do the whole thing verbatim and i'm oh, like Jesus. 
I don't know why you two like this, but whatever. See you yeah. on Thanksgiving. <laughs> um, but See you next holiday, guys. See you. Bye. <laughs> See you later. Thanks for the free food. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much that. Yeah, See, I just summed it up. I, I just I got it out there. Nah, I'm put kidding. It out. I'm kidding. They're good eggs. Yeah. They're here, so they're doing that. In the, um, one of the great things, you know, they get this when he tries to like light the fuse and it's going down and it's like almost like Mary Medley's, like a like a Looney Tune style. Like, you see the fuse start to go down this long trail, which I assume is gunpowder. I was, it made me think about, yeah, yeah, I thought yeah. about dominoes, like, n being knocked down. And like, this long, long row of dominoes, yeah. except it's, yeah. like, little dynamite that's on the verge of being exploded. And it's just, like, like you said, a long train. And I'm like, when does it end? Yeah. Where did it start? Why is it still going? <laughs> Yeah, and just dramatic like a, effect, dramatic yeah. effect. You're like, oh, it didn't do it. Oh, it must have blown out. Well, don't go there. Don't go over there and take a look at it. And just boom. <laughs> yeah. And then later on, they blow the wall up, but it ends up being in some middle, you know, I assume was it actually was a laundromat, I think. Yeah. Oh, or yeah. Or a dry cleaner. Yeah. Don't worry, the owners will pay for everything. <laughs> like, that was a great line. Yeah. Oh, that was freaking funny. You assume in, um, you know, this fictitious town or city. The one thing I was trying yeah. to figure out, though, like, when they when they get out of the laundromat, there were the, uh, there were three guys in suits in front were of that black car. Here? I don't know if they were cops or if they were, who they, if they were the that, owner yeah, of the I was yeah. trying to figure them out. That, those, I was curious who they were actually, because yeah. they seemed really pissed off at what, what happened or but they but only I didn't made a well half-assed effort they didn't really pursue them yeah they kind of yeah. walked away trying to pretend we're, yeah. we don't have clothes covered in soot and whatever yeah mm -hmm. yeah I think they were trying to figure it out but just imagine what it was like when they went back the others went back and they're trying to figure out what was wrong well, they can just yeah. blame it on the laundromat for exploding or something. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, what'd you do? Or something. Excuse me. What do you mean? It was like some sort of old man, like, ooh. Gonna get them. They blowed it up. They blowed it up. What's wrong with you? Damn kids. <laughs> damn, damn laundromat. Those blowing holes in walls or whatever ooh. they do. <laughs> <laughs> Take away all my storage. <laughs> I wish we were being animated right now. It'd be like uh, Family Guy style. We'd just be looking at each other going, yeah. ooh, ooh, ooh. And it's just back that's and forth. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Oh, oh my God. Great. I remember that. I was trying. I was doing something. I'm like, what impression am I doing? Yeah. Uh, so they get freed. Uh, and who who do they walk into? Does any did anybody know the cab driver they walked into? Uh, I do. You do? Yeah, Colombo. Uh, you got it. Yeah. Peter Falk. He yeah. played the the third cab driver. I I was as we're watching the movie and we see him throughout the uh, the scenes driving them around. Yeah. I kept thinking one more thing, that dude, that dude looks so familiar. Yeah. Like, I've never <laughs> seen that guy. And then I had to look it up and yeah, Peter Falk. You're right. One more thing. Just one more thing I can get for you. <laughs> Oh, uh, man, those, like, that's one of those things I think about, like, in that period of time when that show was around, I mean, that had to, you know, people had better attention spans than we ever do now. Mm. Oh, yeah. I mean, because every episode was almost like an hour to an hour and a half. It basically was like... A, well, an hour-long show, that can be a thing, but two and yeah. a half? Yeah. Half? We... 
It was like an hour to an hour and a half run times usually, including yeah, commercials right, yeah. too. So, I mean, it's just like, it was like a literally a mini movie. No, I'll back you up on that because uh, looking it up, yeah. the, the program, the, the show Columbo ran from 71. It looks yeah. like all the way until early 2003. How and why, I don't know. I never knew that. But Didn't it says go? different TV incarnations of it. The yeah. TV series yeah. had a one hour, 40 minute runtime. So it was basically a lifetime movie yeah. programming. You know? yeah. yeah. There's one more thing I gotta <laughs> tell you, Miam. Here, my grandmother does an impression of Columbo every once in a while. <laughs> one more thing. Why are you making him sound like his nose is stuffy? Oh, yeah, I don't know. Weird, man. It's the effeminate yeah. effect. It adds, like, to the ladylike voice. There's <laughs> one more thing I still use. Uh, let's see, so... Well, let's talk about the yeah. Buddy Hackett and... Uh, <laughs> Mickey Rooney. Rooney. Oh, all right, man. all right, yeah. Let's go with that one, now. yeah. Yeah, yeah, so they're in the plane. And <laughs> my God, this is funny. <laughs> I just wanted to see more of Jim Backus, but I felt bad. So, at this point, they're trying to land this plane. They're still stuck in the air. How they ran out of gas, I don't know, but this they movie. Ran, oh, I know they ran out of gas. How they did not do it. Oh, how they did not, yeah. Yeah, how they didn't run out of gas, I don't know. Uh, I just, I know, like, yeah. I get it's a movie, but, like, with their inability to even like navigate a plane I don't understand how they didn't just like drive it like go directly yeah. into a mountain and blow up instant. just just right then and there cause like yeah. I couldn't see these guys landing a plane to save their life they had to but so but movie you know yeah <laughs> but just movie in general and like I remember very very specifically and I don't know if you remember this Kaz but like your grandfather talking about when he was a pilot and he was saying what he would try to do was like he would he would have somebody who he was teaching to fly, he would take the controls and he would take off and he would land, mm. and then always it would just be okay if you had a little bit of training. He'd give them the controls and he'd just be on their way. You know, he's like, okay, I get up, go to the bathroom, go eat dinner. I would just go do something, or I would just just kind of toil around. You just go to the bar in the back of the plane and say, yeah. you go ahead, I'm just going to have a couple. You just take yeah. care of it. Yeah, and that's ahead. the one of the parts that was just funny is you notice when they rolled around, Jim Backus, and I want to call him Thurston, <laughs> you know, yeah. is just... He's just kind of unconscious the whole he's time, He's unconscious, right? but there's a point where <laughs> the scene rolls and he actually just goes onto the ceiling and then back again. <laughs> Yeah, but you know, what an easy role. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, 90% of the time, he is asleep. <laughs> In this movie, he only has like wish, a couple lines hear, of dialogue. I would love to have been his agent. All right. Jim, so this is your yeah. thing. You're going to be in this great movie with these great people. <laughs> okay. And you know what you got to do? You got to be a drunk guy. All right. 90% of the film. And then guess what? Right, you're going to be cold cocked out, and then you're just going to sleep the rest of the film. Oh, that Are sounds like a you lovely do thing. Yes. Great. We'll put you in the film. No problem. Okay. You get a you get a dollar for it. Good work, Jim. Oh, okay. oh, oh, go. Oh, oh, all the Good. alcohol you want. All, all oh. the alcohol you want, buddy. Well, that's okay. That sounds fine. Well, it's no longer I get. I don't ever want to be stuck on an island. Okay. <laughs> deal. Deal. Good deal. Good deal. We agree. We agree on that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Mickey Rooney and Jared Buddy Hackett. I mean, they, Buddy Hackett is hilarious. Like he does not even have to say a word. He's just naturally funny guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God! I can't do this. No! 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 
was, I was actually so impressed how how well uh, Rooney and Hackett actually work as a duo. Yeah. Because all Hackett has to do, like you said, he's just naturally comedic. He just smiles and he looks yeah. goofy and he does great. Yeah. And you have Rooney as the over over the top like uh, structured like oh my god blah blah you know that type of dude making sure what do you want to do what do you want to do the straight man yeah perfect word for it yeah and then you know well that's the the not funny the not as funny the serious guy in the comedy duo yeah like Buddy Hackett reminds me and I don't know if you remember this but like when I was in junior high I had a gym teacher Mr. Herman and (laughs) He, you're starting to he see it now, can't you? Pretty pink, wasn't he? Yeah, he's in here. He was one of those stereotypical gym teachers that was overweight, and he'd be like, "Let me tell you the importance of physical fitness." I'm like, <laughs> "You need to learn that too." But he was just like, he was such a pleasurable guy to talk to, but he was like a buddy hack in his role, like in general, because he would just be talking about something. He's like, "All right, we're gonna learn something real easy." Archery. Easy. There's the target. Oh, Point, it's super shoot. hard. You know, that's the way he did it. He's like, he'd be sitting there. He's like, okay. And he'd back up, sit there, drink his coffee, and eat his donuts because he didn't eat breakfast yet. But it's, that's, that's the Buddy Hackett style, too. Just silly. Just, okay. Like, you know, he just, he seemed like something. And he, remi- he, the thoughts that I get when you see Buddy Hackett in general, it's something like, um, trying to remember the name uh three them got michael clark duncan oh mcd yeah yeah from, uh green mile yeah. yeah same style like he seems like you know we did um herbie the love bug and now this one he seems like a person who would have just been grateful to get any type of role mm. same as michael clark duncan was he's like okay you gave me a script okay it seems to fit me all right i'll do it yeah you know, he just seemed so happy to be there, and even though he just he gave his all into this, and if you watch this entire three-hour movie just for Buddy Hackett, you're you're not gonna you're not gonna be disappointed. Absolutely, yeah. You know, because he, I, I, I'm a fan. I mm-hmm. am a fan, just in general. Even though most of the time they spend the time in the cockpit, and he's just obviously playing on a green screen. Mm-hmm. You know, oh no, 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 no. And uh, where are we to this one? Do you have... Uh, uh, yeah, what, now what's cool, too, is now we transition from the plane to the uh, the, the tower. Yeah. And we see Carl Reiner yeah, 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 as yeah. one of the uh, the, the comptrollers uh, in the uh, the tower trying to relay information to the guys yeah. uh, how to land the plane who are just, like, losing their mind because they have no idea <laughs> what they're doing. <laughs> and they're, they're riding right by the tower, so <laughs> to speak. Yes. Where are they? We want to control them. And, like, the funniest thing is that they're waving their arms away just literally, like, they can't fucking see them. <laughs> they they here at all. Like, they can't fucking see these two. Like, they do that. Go this way. Go that way. And then the colonel comes on to try to help them. I'm going to help you, Colonel. I knew from the folks focus of seeing the runway in the windows behind them that that airplane was going to come right at them yeah and they would with their backs turned yeah they just expected them to just jump the tower or just start running or something like it was going to be i don't remember the uh like it was a parody of it. it's been parodied so much but um i think it's um the fugitive or something where harrison have- ford uh, you have the biplane, and you have the guy in the open field, and then the plane starts coming. I thought that was North by Northwest. Northwest. Okay, yeah. 
Alright, yeah. I have no yeah. idea what that movie's about. I just know yeah. it's the airplane. No, it's a scene I know parody, but I know Bob would know what Gary exactly Grant, what it is. He's a man on the run from North by Northwest. Yeah. Directions? Yeah. We just gotta make sure you don't turn a certain way. <laughs> uh, but the colonel comes out explaining the directions way too much. They're here. And that, yeah, you were mentioning the airport manager uh, came on as well. That was played by uh, Charles Lane. And what's great, too, about his role as the manager is he starts out as a seemingly strong-minded uh, manager, and his team supports him, and then by the end he's somehow managed to wind himself into the, all these like mess of wires while holding the uh, microphone and nearly kills himself <laughs> by somehow... Falling, I don't know how the hell he fell out of the tower, but that was really impressive. <laughs> well, the plane, ro- the plane went by, and then I think the tailwind just dragged him out. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So where he's like waving and doing like the only smart thing, like trying to get the well, dumb thing too, but trying to get the attention, like he was gonna grab onto it. I don't know, maybe it's the thing on the plane <laughs> that William Shatner saw in that Twilight Zone episode. I have no idea. But still funny where he finally got down to it and uh, he fell out of the the tower fully mm-hmm. that guy's dead then we have to mention of course the uh, the, the, <laughs> the gracious cameo of uh, three people dangling by a um, yes a wire yeah true yeah the fire the firemen that show up uh, miraculously uh, yeah. to not save them but just stare just stare <laughs> simple pose <laughs> they're here it's the last incarnation of the three stooges mm-hmm. Lawrence Louis Feinberg, Morris Horowitz, and uh, Joe Doretta, who the, all they do is just stand there. But you know, Mo had to have a wig on at that point because there is footage on YouTube and seriously check it out because it's funny. Where a little later than that, um, you know, where he was one of the last, like, a few years later, he has the same haircut yeah. that he had for, like, 50 years, but it's all gray, hunched over, and he's on the Dick Cavett show. Oh, wow. And there are clips of the entirety of all of his uh, all of his interviews there, and it is just funny as hell. Because mm-hmm. Dick Cavett, who is trying to be serious, and you have a couple other people, I can't remember exactly who else was there, they're talking with him, and it basically turns to these comedians just looking towards Mo like a god. <laughs> and the episode ends in a giant pie fight. What's really cool about the Dick Cavett show, I can add, is that... Yeah. If you go on the uh, shoutfactory.com website, they stream a lot of uh, content of a lot of older programming from the 60s, 70s, and you know I can only imagine. But I do recall for a period of time, and whether or not it's still up, they did yeah. have episodes of the Dick Cavett Show, if not the entire series available. Really? So if mm. uh, you're interested, uh, definitely yeah. check it out on Shout Factory uh, if it's still yeah. being hosted by them. Yeah, sure. awesome. Yeah. Um, let's see. So I finally land the plane by crashing it into the airport lobby. Yes. <laughs> and then we get a peak of pre-9-11 world. Actually, well, I was going to say I, I had um, the, the this entire scene, and I, I don't know if you guys will agree with me, but I had all these flashes of airplane or where the uh, a lot of <laughs> a lot of ideas for the film airplane came from because when we, see, did, did when we see the plane like driving through this the, the huge plane like glass <laughs> I'm thinking oh my god that's just like an airplane 
<laughs> Unless Airplane was a takeoff of that other Airplane movie, I don't know, but Zero I was thinking something? of something. Yeah, it uh, was it something. was a it was a takeoff of a of a, of a serious movie. Yeah, I can't remember the name of it right now, but that's all right. Yeah, right, right. But the um, yeah, but it, there I, there was one where it started to land, and all I'm thinking of is where you know they're they're landing and the plane is skidding, and all the patient the the people are waiting at the gates, and it keeps going gate to gate to gate to gate to gate to gate to gate. <laughs> Yes. Here. Oh, that's right. They yeah. like, blah, 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 and then they're all waiting, yeah. and they're just running to the extra yes. gates itself. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I don't remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Flight sixty four at gate three, gate four, <laughs> gate five, <laughs> gate six. Five minutes later, fifty four, fifty five, fifty six. <laughs> the um, they land the plane. They probably did. They get the hell out of there, and you have two cabbies waiting. That's Peter Falk and um. No, that wasn't Falk. I, I think that was uh. No, I'm not sure. Oh, uh, was a yeah, that was a black dude. Yeah. Uh, I don't have his name ready. Um, who was that? I'm not sure. Uh, if I can find him on here real quick. Anyways, folks. So at least while Bob's looking that up, we'll see where we um, where we are now. So um, they start making their way towards the park, and at this point, they're looking for the giant W. And if you've seen the Simpsons episode, you know where it is that. It's a perfect parody of this entire movie, and I absolutely love it. But it's the giant W, and you'll see it, and they pass by it multiple goddamn times. It's four crisscrossing W's, but, I mean, I could see them... The palm no- trees, yeah. Yeah, palm trees um, yeah. that form a W, or a Volkswagen logo. Yeah. But I could see people them missing it, because when someone says a W, I, I think of an artificial thing, like a sign. True. True, yeah, and it's true. They could have missed the angle. Those could have just been, you know, coincidental trees that had nothing to do with anything. True, true. But then you can you see somebody in the theater going, It's right there, for God's sakes! Well, the movie lets you know that's what it is by the way it focuses and plays that heavenly music. True, yeah, once somebody finds it, yeah. Once somebody finds it, that's true. I got it. The second cab driver was played by Eddie... Rochester Anderson. Oh. And he was in programming such as. Oh, you like this. He was in Gone with the Wind. He played Uncle Peter. Cause he we, did? Yeah. Uh, I can't read the whole thing, though. Uh, he was in. Yeah, that sticks <laughs> out. That's about it. That's all I'm going to. Uh, Brewster's Millions, the original from back in the 40s. And wow, a lot of stuff I've never heard of. So. Look him up on IMDb. I'm sure you'll find something of interest that you may uh, want to watch by that guy. So it all starts to converge now. You see all of them start to come down onto the park. They see this in San Rosita. I was going to say, do, do we want to mention uh, having uh, Don Knotts pop up with uh, Bill Oh, Silvers? sorry, shit, I missed that, yeah. That was, one th- uh, that was actually yeah. one of the most entertaining parts of the film <laughs> yeah. as well. Don Knotts playing Barney Fife too. Yes. You know, <laughs> it's just nothing, and, and there's nothing. Well, Barney Fife would have been more kind of rabid and stuff. He was just a kind of a random dude who's going along with the 
Yeah. Getting he, forcibly stopped by the a hitchhiker thing. And you're right, it was... Barney would have been, like, wanting to figure it out and be all tough and shit. And it was true, and you're, you're right. And it, this was a transition from the Barney Fife role to the, you know, the landlord on Three's Company... Oh, yeah. Who was, you know, the one that would never get into things. Mm-hmm. And you're absolutely right. You know, absolutely right there. But he drives in and Otto, uh, Otto Meyer, you know, flags him down. They start taking off. But then, you know, a, a helicopter, assuming a police helicopter, starts following them. And I'm like, why didn't they just go arrest him right then and there? Yeah. You know, they're like, you're right there. Like, okay, you wait for him to pick somebody to pick him up. Well, the guy wanted yeah. the gold for him. The police captain wanted the gold for himself, right? Well, that, that actually, yeah, we didn't know that at that time. But I'd seen it at the first point. I'm like, Maybe go get the gold. Go get the guy. Go get the guy, yeah. Make them do all the work and then snatch it. Yeah, and that's where we see it. And towards the end, we're, you know, the, in the final, one of the final acts of this, and this flick starts and it really hits the gas at this point and really starts rapping and it the speed of the whole of the whole thing starts changing because mm. the very beginning of it i don't know if either of you noticed this but the first half of it is slow it was definitely a slow yeah, yeah I agree. it's a slow it's build slow up oh for sure and God. then the last hour of it goes quick yes it goes quick because then the action gets there and it does change i don't know whether that was a conscious effort i don't know yeah um to do it because you see a lot more action and a lot more build up and the tense it starts getting more intense of who's going to get this money yeah so they're at the san rosita park i mean they they obviously mentioned they find the w um Captain uh, Culpepper. Culpepper, thank you. Oh, so I almost said Pepper Coles. Just like Doctor Pepper. Made <laughs> 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 me hungry. Uh, uh, but the um, he he's there, kind of waiting and watching. And then as they're digging, uh, they find it. They all agree they're going to get a share of it. Everybody who's there, Otto Meyer, which I think is a funny part, counts himself twice in the share. Pretty smart. <laughs> They throw back in there, oh, you're out of it, you're out of it too, why am I out of it, you all get it, and then he arrests everybody, once he reveals who he, who they are, and then kind of in a sly way, which is pretty interesting. Yeah, his, his approach was very... Yeah, very but once you start to realize why he's doing what he's doing, yes. oh, don't worry, you all get in this cab, you're you driving. go down that way... Yeah. You guys put you says you you guys put yourselves in and um, yeah yeah we're good here we're good and, and we're talking like, about the police okay. captain here because the last guy you mentioned was Ottomeyer and then you just said he and then so that could okay. be confusing yeah yeah this yeah. is the police captain doing the arresting and all that yeah he just does that okay we'll turn ourselves in or we better do what he says however there's a great shot where. In this turnoff from the road, I mean, it's a turned-off area, so they have to awkwardly turn into the park and out of the park, but it sets up a perfect shot where they're all heading in one direction, and you see it's a slow stop, and then he just kind of looks around. He's like, now's my chance, and then this is where you see the big plot twist. Yeah, really. And they're, he's going the wrong way! <laughs> beautiful, 
Beautiful car chase, and I'm looking at these beautiful, gorgeous vehicles. Pacific Coast Highway, man. Oh. They go by Pacific Coast, yo. This beautiful stretch, and I'm like, oh, this is gorgeous. Mm -hmm. The whole thing. They're chasing the police captain. He wanted radio silence in case there's an emergency, but then the other people start figuring out what's going on. And so there is an issue, and then they order the arrest of Captain Culpepper. That was a surprise that they actually turned on him like yeah. that. Yeah, but once they figure it out and build everything up, but also there's a small scene with the, with the other chief where he, is, he directs him to bribe the mayor and then try to get the pension set up so he could have the pension, but this is where indirectly he orders him to do it. Yeah. So he's following the orders, but then, you know, when the mayor's there trying to figure out, he's like, what's going on? And then he, you know, he put it all together and went... Who's following orders? The, um... There's the captain, and then there's the police chief, right? You know, the, oh, uh... The police chief who ordered everything... Right under Culpepper, and he says, you know what? Yeah, he set us up, and that's where he figured it out. And then it's like, yeah, we've been had. He's going to be changed. Um, the the chase is in there, and then they get to this abandoned building. I just wanted to point out, that was uh, Police Chief uh, Alo Aloy Suisse. Spelled, yeah. I can't even say it. A-L-O-Y-S-I-U-S. And that was played by actor William... Demarest. I have, he's in a lot. I'm, I'm not, not sure name who his stuff. he is. Yeah. No, he was in. Not sure of, who he is. But oh, he, he was in he, My Three Sons. I never saw that. Oh. Um, oh, so he's a ninja. <laughs> he was in a Twilight Zone episode. You. Oh. He was in Alfred Hitchcock uh, presents. All right. So you know he starts ordering the arrest, and then we make the way to the abandoned building. And, you know, they're running up flights and flights of stairs. Uh, Sydney, um, I almost want to say Sydney Portier, but. Um, Portier? No, we're yeah, it's not Portier. Portier? Yeah. No, it's not here because no one's coming to dinner at this point, <laughs> but it's the. Uh, <laughs> ah, shoot, his name's escaping me. It's the, the name of the captain. They call me about. But wherever, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but wherever he is. He's about ready to be wrapped up. Um, he's got the money. They're running. They're running. Uh, they're running along, and you know he's got this set this uh, this uh, bushel of money in this suitcase that that he's running. He's running where they're trying to get away. He's on a roof. They go down this fire escape, and everybody's chasing them. However, the building's been abandoned for a while. And that's not safe, and the crowd starts to see what's going on. I love the fact that there was even a crowd outside of the building watching, yeah. going, don't do it. And they were like, don't do it, don't go. And they are all like, flip it out, and, and nobody's listening. They're, they're so uh, content with uh, Culpepper, and they're like, they want to rip his head off, and they want that money, and that that's all they, they were so concerned about that. They couldn't care less if that building fell apart. But I did love it when they did fall. <laughs> It was great. <laughs> the they're on the uh, one of the the levels, and the whole thing just like caves in, and they go <laughs> flying to the flying like sliding down. It was great. Yeah, and then the <laughs> ending part, which I was looking forward to, is when they're on the ladder on the truck, and there's too many of them, and it just starts going fucking haywire. That was hilarious. They uh, they brought the they brought the ladder up, 
And he's like, one man at a time, one yeah. man at a time. And you're like, okay, they're all fighting. He's like, all right, fuck it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bye. Just like runs down the ladder like as fast as he can. All right, they, fuck it, you do it. Yeah. See ya. And they go off and they get flung one by one. And every one of these people are dead. In real life, in real life, they would be dead. They're all dead. But in cartoon die. land, they bounce on trampoline yeah. and yes. electrical Hackett, wires. Which Buddy Hackett and Mickey Rooney and the English guy yes. end up on the wires. Several, which bounces like a trampoline, I think. Yeah, several, a couple of them end up, yeah, right? Yeah, boing, boing. Pepper makes like Tarzan, grabs like a vine, like a series of tree vines, and manages to somehow like fly into a pet shop, and reluctantly all the pets just decide, hey, we're free, and we, we'll, let's run out. And he's getting licked by we're a Great free. Dane while unconscious. Oh, that was great, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like, and the best part perfect. about that was they, they did like, they played like uh, a frame of that, and they had the, the animal like licking them left, right, and they kept playing the same frame, back, forth, back, and forth. That was hilarious. <laughs> True. <laughs> Just watch it. True. It was funny. Oh, man, and they all end up in the hospital, and... Full body cast, cartoon shit. Uh, everybody's strung up in different ways for various reasons. They were puppets of their greed. <laughs> Ooh. Actually, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's really insightful. That's really good on you. Good job. Yay. Um, but the we, we will. Yay! Yeah. I'm hungry. Uh, give her a cookie. Do I get one too? I want. Maybe. A I want a cookie too. You gotta uh, say something insightful, like yeah. I don't know. Yeah. To be or yeah. not to be in a cast in a hospital. Yeah. Hey, I think I wonder if I caught a. Sh- uh, Cause, Cause, remember when Audemeyer was trying to hitch a ride with his thumb, and then he bit his thumb, and I'm like, "Hey, isn't that the opening of Romeo and Juliet? You bite your thumb at beast." Yeah. It was like a Shakespeare yeah. insult, and I'm like, See? "Did he just make a Shakespeare, an obscene Shakespearean gesture?" Yeah, that guy was or, weird. Or was that just random me just being like, "Wait, I know that." No, I think it might have <laughs> been from high school. I think it might have been that. I remember that very. That's <laughs> one of the one of the things different. I remember like, about Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, biting. What the fuck is that yeah. kind of insult? He bites your thumb at me. It sounds like a joke. Yeah, I'd rather. Yeah, I want to hold that. So is the thumb supposed to represent the wiener or something? Is that what this is all? <laughs> Maybe. Like, yeah. I don't know. Continue. <laughs> uh, so they're, you know, uh, the captain is talking while he's strung up. You know, the English guy's saying as a policeman he was unprofessional. His wife is divorcing him. His daughter's changing his name. His pension's revoked. And the judge is going to throw the book at him. Everybody else is probably going to go in lighter. And then the... Um, you know, he says, I wish I had 20 years. I wish I could find something to laugh at. Mm-hmm. Buddy Hackett throws <laughs> a banana peel on the floor. <laughs> and what I found the most wonderful thing is the daughter, um, Sid Caesar's wife, and the daughter of the, and uh, Milton Burrow's wife are all coming in in the exact same style dress. Yeah, I, couldn't f- I thought they were all dressed as nurses walking into the room. I yeah. couldn't figure out why like, yeah. they coordinated. Was it a health thing? Like, I have no idea. I couldn't yeah. figure out why they that were they were looking at it, but showing they were all on the same side because they earlier on it's like all you women stay here, which was stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, but then Ooh. it's um, sign of the times, though I guess. But you know, it's still people like come on, women can hold their own. 
staying on the side was a smart thing because the rest of those idiots ended up hanging from a stupid crane. True. So true. who's the real winner? True. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. The mother-in-law coming in. Listen up, all you idiots. I thought the mother-in-law was on the, the crane. I thought I saw her. But no. no. I was going to well, say uh, the, the true winners were the people... Uh, oh, down yeah. below because they got all the money and they could like run away and nobody would say no, boo because well, I, they got all the access to all the money. Were they all $100 bills though? Or were they so, just yeah. like mostly, $1 yeah. bills? Mostly hundreds. So, it, yeah. it was hundreds and I saw so it the, briefly. The crowd yeah. made out the best with, with the, uh, the <coughs> yeah. whole scene. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. Well, when he went flying out in the suitcase, nobody got anything except the public. Yeah. yeah. And then the, the mo- public wins. Hooray. <laughs> and then the mother-in-law <laughs> coming in and say, listen up to you, and it fall- slips on the banana peel and falls on her ass. Ethel Merman. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. David, I remember laughing at it, and I remember laughing at it with my dad. And my dad did this thing, and unfortunately, I inherited this where I find somebody and he was, I was on his left and he's laughing and he's trying to do like the knee slap, the knee slap laugh thing, but he's doing it and he's smacking me in the back Ow. as he's laughing. He's like, ah, ah, and I'm like Stop it. 12, 13 years old, probably about 110 pounds. And he smacked me and I fell off the couch. <laughs> And I'm like, I'm laughing too because it was funny. You were literally like, rolling on the floor laughing. Yeah, I'm laughing at that part. I'm like, what the heck did you do? He's like, I'm so sorry, but that is funny. Right? I'm like, that is funny. And the first time I remember, um, I remember actually falling off a couch laughing, even though I wasn't on my own force. Um, so we have, that's really the it for the movie. Uh, what did you two think? Would you like to go first, Kaz? I don't have much to say because I was, I'm tired. I was tired and preoccupied with other things, so. Okay. So I you found it boring. I couldn't focus couldn't very. Focus. Okay. Well, uh, and it was long, so that's why I suggested, hey, let's do it in two parts because I can't just sit here and watch three fucking hours. Right. And then do another hour recording the the show. Yeah. So I don't really have much to say other than um, the scenery looks kind of interesting. I, I wouldn't mind going to California in some nice warm weather with old in an old timey car. Yeah, Ford uh, Model T. That was that was no. Well, I was thinking more fifties. Yeah, no, I get you. Like there was a lot of convertibles, weren't there? And hmm. um, I was surprised by the. I didn't expect the money to all fall out the suitcase because I was thinking, okay, it can't just be like in The Simpsons where the where it was some abstract life lesson was the treasure because I'm like, that's a parody. So we'll dig for the real treasure. Yeah, so it couldn't be that. So I'm like, do they actually get the money or is there a twist or... I mean, they've all been fighting so much. I can't see anybody necessarily getting the money unless... I don't know, it was what's-her-face who just wanted to run away and didn't want any part of this. But actually, yeah. I agree. I actually was starting to think. I, I know like, the last ah. time I thought Jonathan Winters should have got the money, but I agree with you, Kaz. I actually thought that woman, whose name I, don't, I have no idea who she is, one of the, uh, I think that was... Uh, Milton uh, Berle, uh, well, yeah, the yeah. wife of Milton Berle. Yeah. Something, yeah, okay. yeah. But I really thought she should have got it because she actually had 
an idea of what she wanted to do with the money, where all yeah. the others were just a bunch of greedy bastards who were just like, yeah. we want the money because we want the money. Although, making herself just disappear somewhere is kind of a jerk thing to do, so, but whatever. Yeah. She wanted to get away. Yeah. I want to get away, and I want to do that. I want to go where no one will find me. What? Everyone will admirable. think you're dead. That's yeah. selfish. It is true. It is, yeah. Maybe she can't afford a divorce like yeah. a normal person or something? I don't know. But that only lasts five minutes because that, that's when everybody finds the W. Yeah. Well, she found it first, too. And I mean, I, I think she deserved that one. But Oh, that was uh, Emmeline Marcus Finch, my bad. Right, yeah. Now, personally, I really think seeing it the second time, yeah. it's... You asked for two. Oh, yeah. you said you agreed. Okay. Oh, I I'm agree. sorry. Oh, oh, no, I was, I was glad gonna... to see Don Knotts. That was fun. Yeah. I agree, too. No, actually, uh, for my part, I really uh, I love the film. I, I love the way it ended. Um, the length of the film was uh, surprising, but um, <laughs> for all the, uh, the plot and the way it all played out, I thought it was well done. It was well laid out, and I can't believe how much I actually enjoyed it and would watch a, a three-hour movie like that again. So, yeah, it was actually very good. Yeah, I... I yeah, and uh, I'm sorry to, to no, talk no, about no, me. I apologize, no, no. but the uh, I seeing it the second time and it brought back all those great memories, and I, I really like uh, seeing something. And I think at this point in my life, I could start to see it from my dad's point of view as to why he really liked this movie. And um, first off, I mean that man has never sat through a three-hour movie as much as I can remember. I think a Ninja Turtles Secret movie. of I think maybe Ninja Turtles Secret of the Use, mm. possibly, but then we were starving at the end, and you know, I think he stole a hot dog from the movie theater. What? No, I, he probably paid for it, but most likely he paid for it. But I just, I, um, I, I just I really appreciated the movie a lot more mm -hmm. from that perspective, and I, I think it's still funny. It does take a while to to get together if it wasn't yeah. parodied i don't think i would remember anything about it that i agree with you like it, it, just, it gets the weird owl effect i don't i've never seen any of the parodies so you guys have to point yeah. out i kind of want to well no i've only seen the simpsons parody yeah that i have to watch yeah. i think yeah. that's about it yeah other than that i wouldn't say it's necessarily a memorable movie or anything i mean yeah. i don't think it's anything necessarily special but i can't necessarily be objective because i'm i was just it's not like, yeah, I really want to see this. You know, yeah. it's just, I had a lot of work to do and lack of sleep, so. The one thing I, I have to ask, though, because I, yeah. I didn't see it in the movie or I missed it, but where the hell was Buster Keaton? I'm looking for All right, IMDb. Buster Keaton, yeah, it, it goes really, yeah. it goes really fast. Yeah, I looked yeah. down at, my, at something, and, yeah. then I, and then it was like, he you go, said, there's Buster Keaton, and I looked up, and I'm like, where'd he go? Yeah, he is the guard at the end when they go to they go to the edge, and there's the two taxis, they, uh, the two taxis, one rear ends the other, mm -hmm. and then he he gets Car in, and they look sex. at it, and he's, uh, he's at the gate, and he says, what's going on? That was him? That's him. Yeah. Oh my God. That it's was weird when you see him when he's older. Wow. Yeah, because he doesn't have a skimmer hat or anything. But then you know when the camera's farther away and he's like trying to wave everything down, but he's doing like the jitter. Oh. He's doing the jittery things he did in his silent films. Oh. Okay. Yeah. It. it I wow, forgot where was he was, quick. and I'm like, whoa. Yeah. Well, also, if you watch this for the Three Stooges, they don't even do anything. 
They just well, yeah, it was stand weird. There. They just like stand there yeah. and stare. But at least nah. like you, you look. They were looking at you. You're like, I can identify those people. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, I, I yeah. didn't know a Buster Keaton. I never saw. Him so either. basically, wow, okay. if they took this movie and redid it with modern stars, it would probably be considered just kind of hackneyed references. Like, oh, they just stuck this person in just for the sake of look. It's that person. Ooh. Like criticism of Family Guy jokes, kind of random. You're saying, oh, wow. I, I, just, yeah, that, no, I didn't just, even think about that that way. I though, mean, that, that was, just kind of a yeah, popped in my head. Like, yeah. hey, if they remade this with modern stars, I don't think it would go over so well. No. It would just no, be like... No, I, I agree with you, yeah. Hey, didn't they do that, bring random stars in, when they tried to remake the Stooges as a movie and they just brought in, like, Jersey yeah. Shore or something? Well, yeah, that that that's oh. different, too, because the, the uh, Three Stooges so. movie that had it, the only one I know... Uh, oh, that's right. The yeah, one the only had. one I know who did it was Will Sasso played Curly, and it was so dumb. But he... Um, oh, the, there was a dude, the Will and Grace dude. I don't know his name. Sean... Sean Haynes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as well. But he did a pretty decent curly. But they, they, they that was such... A, that was so wrong. But the movie itself... That movie itself was remade so many times. And nobody wanted to do it. I remember at one point, the, Jim Carrey was attached. Jim they, Carrey was... He would have been a good There were so mom. many great comedians yeah. attached to that movie. Yeah. Then... Well, yeah, Jim Carrey was supposed to be Mo. He would be a great Mo. He would have been fantastic. He just needed whatever his hair, whoever did his hair for Dumb and Dumbers. (laughs) Yeah, he would have been fantastic. (laughs) He would have been great at it. I mean, he could have done any of them, really. I mean, I personally think he could have done Larry Fine, too, but I think he would have done a perfect Mo, too. Because we've seen him with the same hair. Yeah, I I agree. I agree with you. I agree with you. I think if you had to remake this movie... I would like to see the captain be um, Dick Van Dyke, as he is now, with the white hair and everything. I agree. I totally agree with it. Or even in the... He still had white hair. He still had white hair at the time, but also even if you uh, think about it in the the Mary Poppins role, or even with the diagnosis murder era, too... He still had that era, um, but I, I think if you had to remake it, and I'm gonna just borrow a little bit of your of uh, what you usually say. <laughs> Tarantino remakes it, except everyone actually dies from the things that they would would normally die from: yes. explosions, falls, electrocution, and and then that's how nobody gets the money because they all die. <laughs> That's my thought exactly. Oh, maybe the money just burns at the end in a fire. Exactly. I had it that, <laughs> and also if you think about I it was with, about yeah, if you think about it with a, because it's in a Tarantino universe, you have to have <laughs> another character do it. Oh, too. and then it turns out the briefcase just has a light in it. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even going there at all, but I was going to say you have Bruce Willis's character. In Pulp Fiction, go by with his wife on the motorcycle and catch the briefcase and start keep going. (laughs) Just so it could tie in the whole Tarantino universe. Is that what happened to the briefcase at the end of that? I can't remember. No, the end of the, well, the end of uh, Pulp Fiction is kind of like where the ending is. I get confused with Reservoir Dogs. I I remember Reservoir Dogs. I found it boring. Yeah, Reservoir Dogs was not as great, but the, um... Let's not forget with Pulp Fiction, too, that that was not a chronological film. Yeah, right. Everything was out of place. That's what I said. It's not really necessarily the end, per se. Yeah, where the ending is, and actually somebody on YouTube restructured that movie and did it in order. Really? 
Wow. Yeah, and it is horrible. Oh, no. <laughs> it is god-awful. But, like, the way that it's structured, the chapters, the way that it goes, it actually works. Wow. It's so bad. But the very end of it is the boxer named Brutus and his wife are the only two characters that are presumably still alive. Uh, Julius Walker, played by Samuel L. Jackson, it goes on and it, that Does leads into... Does he get into, a cheeseburger? No, that leads into Jackie Brown. Thought his character seemed similar. Yeah, yeah that leads into that. So, yeah. uh, at some point, we've just got to go ahead and throw the whole thing and say <laughs> fuck it and say we're going to do a Tarantino month because we seem to be bringing him up a lot. That's come up but quite that's often. A yeah. Go-to joke of mine. <laughs> yeah, I just think if it is Tarantino, I think the car chases would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. I think just like would needs more explosions. Yeah, the or? the scene particularly like we got Dick Sean and Milton Berle. They're like they're button sides and oh like try to knock him off the road you know it'd be horrible it's great would you horrible and funny if yeah. the only survivor was the bitch mother-in-law <laughs> and she gets the money you're all idiots <laughs> and then she gets the money and then she finally shuts up and mellows out and she's like okay <laughs> I'm gonna eat an ice cream now and be nice and calm. <laughs> It'd be like the end of a movie I don't think you've ever seen, but I think you've seen it like the end of Office Space. I was thinking yes. of the end of The Departed. I don't. I just oh, hated that. that movie, and uh, I remember assholes everywhere, and the one big asshole is the only survivor or something. Yeah. So imagine that, except you know this movie. <laughs> I just think Tarantino would do that. I think he would do some really great things or even something like uh the one in the original the first ghost rider movie where you have the scene with the two of them heading down the highway and you have the skull starting to burn and stuff you just have that style scene i just think a tarantino style car chase would be well what pop that culture was death music proof. would show up though <laughs> Ooh. What if? What, yeah. Okay. What if this was like some kind of sh- shitty sci-fi Michael Bay thingy <laughs> action movie? It'd be like Transformers Eight. It's it's a mad mad cyborg. <laughs> it's a mad 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 dildo. <laughs> It'd be more. Um, the fireworks. It probably would have exploded the entire store. <laughs> <laughs> explosions we need more explosions but we only just, have a few sticks of dynamite it just blows up slowly and you just see like maybe her clothes burn the off the two of the clothes burn off and just Sid Caesar uh, Sid Caesar walks out just in leather or something and just a leather jacket called, bitch let's go <laughs> there punches out the, the punches out Peter Falk and they just keep going uh, yeah, it would just be stupid yeah, uh, or J.J. Abrams it would be a, <laughs> a chase movie with lens flares. Yeah, oh God. That, that was just ru- uh, ruins everything with bloody lens flare. <laughs> this film needs more lens flare. The history of lens flare is kind of interesting, and then he has to go mm. ruin it. Yep. Yeah. It used to signify real-life stuff because it used to be considered a mistake in film. Yeah. It was so artsy when it was not intended, but then he just overused it. Well, he did well with it in the Fringe. Star Trek. Well, in Fringe, it, he did pretty well with it when they had the lens flares. Mm. I don't even remember. When they were in the uh, intro, it's I just kind remember of, uh, uh, Star Trek uh, Into Darkness. I just and remember jokes about it. There's yeah. so many scenes, and I was like, yeah. why is there so much lens flare? I didn't even notice until somebody, until people were making jokes about it or criticizing it, and I'm like, 
Oh, yeah. I guess there is one split. True. Yeah, true. That was a similar thing. So, why don't we uh, wrap this part up here? I recommend watching this movie. I'm going to get a bow and wrap it up. So, I'm going to bow it up. I'm going to say don't be tired and cranky. Yeah. Because, yeah. True. Now, um, you got the other thing lined up? What would you, oh, would you like me to, what's this? So, for next month, this month, we cut in a little bit on uh, Movie Theater Time Machine. Um, we what, have... What was I supposed to put up? Um, actually, I'll be just pause it for a moment here. You could do that. Well, all right. Sorry the pause on that. We're just going to take it here. Max, why don't you take this one? <laughs> Me? Okay, fine. Month of April, we have for you. It's Monty Python, all the movies are now on Netflix, so we're going to go ahead and check some of these out. For the three weeks we have for you here, movies in the time machine, it's Monty Python, three of the movies we've done. We've already done Life of Brian, so we're going to check out the others for you. So stay tuned forward with the friends, Cass, Nick, and Bob, and we're going to have a good old time. So be good, take care of yourself, and don't be too good. I don't want to see a fat guy explode, that's gross.